Coming together, coming together to confess our faults with one another. You know it feels so good to do that. And the only way it can feel good to do that is we know that we are free. When we are free, nothing can ever bound us again. When we are free, nothing matters that used to matter. When we are free, we are not people pleasers. When we are free, it doesn't matter. The things that used to matter, it, it doesn't matter. When we are free, we learn that there are two different types of cares. The care that God said cast down, that's the care that shouldn't matter. But the care that we hold on to, that's the care that should matter. But the care that he said he cared for us with, that's the care that should matter. Ooh. That's the care that should matter. I don't know where I left off. Guys. <laughs> I know. You can hear the pause. Excuse me. I have learned, you know, not to just continue to record because some things can be very serious. It can be, you know, an emergency. And I had a lot of emergencies that was reaching out and I was like, uh, I'll get back to it. And there were some emergencies like, hold on, I'm about to go blow somebody brains out that keep putting their hands on me. I'm about to go get that gun, that type of emergency, the type of emergency, I'm about to go rob this bank type of emergency, don't even know the people, have to go and reach out, wait, don't, 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 don't. I'll never forget, quick testimony, guys, before I go any further. This person was reaching out, and I had, you know, my phone on vibrate the whole night, and I did not get the call. And they were like, where is she? Do she understand I thought she cared. I thought she'd be ministering like Christ. I thought she was Christ-like. I thought she cared for real. Why she's not available? I want to kill myself. She's talking about she care and she walked with God and this, that, the other, but she's not answering the phone. I had the knife in my hand. I'm about to stab myself up. I'm about to say, forget it. I'm about to say, I quit. Where is she? And that went on for the entire night, hours upon hours. From like 11 to 12 to 2 to 3 to 4. And she stopped around 5 o'clock. And God got me up at 6.15 that day. And I looked and it was like all notifications. Oh my God, my phone vibrate. Jeez. And it was like, where are you? I'm about to kill myself. I'm about to kill myself. I'm about to do it right now, right now, right now. And I messaged so quick. Hey, called. Hey, please forgive me. I didn't get that one message. I was asleep. My phone, and I had to be honest, my phone was on vibrate. But I learned never to do that again. I thank God for keeping you this long. You got more to do. Can't stop right now. And our conversation went from, you know, hours. Make a long story short, this person's somewhere in Rio. You understand? 
The devil is a liar. So if you hear a pause, it's because I have to really take something else. Not saying that you are not important. But some of the, the calls and messages may be from some of you. You understand? So to God be the glory. Like you guys answer when I call. You know, when I reach out. How many times you heard me on here? Please, golly. Oh, God. You understand? So while we're here together, let's, you know, confess our faults. You know? Let's not be people pleasers and say that we're not. And we really care. This is how we know if we're a people pleaser. We release something in the atmosphere. We keep checking to see who's seeing it. How many views? How many comments? How many people? None. They tripping. You understand? Stuff like that. What? 200. I put my all in that one. Stuff like that. We care. And God is like, why are you tripping? You know how many times Jesus had walked through towns that didn't even receive him? You know what's so amazing? Him and Nicodemus encounter. Nicodemus said, you know, People don't believe that you Christ because where you grew up, where you grew up. In a word, it says our Messiah going to be born where David was born in Bethlehem. And we all know you, you know, you raised in Nazareth. And Christ said, you have all these scripts and scrolls, all this information and not put into no good use. Do you even know what you're saying? They denying me because I grew up in Nazareth. But according to the scripts and scrolls, where does it say I was born? Where was I born and three wise men came by following the North Star? Where was I born? Oh, you're right. Bethlehem. Exactly. Now, when you're born and when you're raised, it's two different things. I was born in Bethlehem, but the scroll never said I'd be raised in Nazareth. But it did say I'll be born in Bethlehem. Was I not born in Bethlehem? Yeah, you were. Exactly. So listen to the scrolls that you read very closely. Being born and being raised are two different things. I was born in Bethlehem and I was raised in Nazareth. Because I was raised in Nazareth doesn't mean that I was born there. Hallelujah. It's like we hear something, we'd be like, oh yeah, okay, okay. Hallelujah. So as we come in together and confessing our faults, you know, thanking God for whatever's on our mind that we are laying down. Sometimes, Father, we overthink too much. We overthink things. We assume things. We take things too, you know, sensitive. And we be in our feelings too much for things that's not even worth even mentioning. We're going to throw that down right now. Throwing it. Father, we don't have to exaggerate our lives. Exaggerate what you're calling us to do. Exaggerate our story, our testimony. Exaggerate our lifestyles. Exaggerate our health. Exaggerate our wealth. Exaggerate our family. We don't have to exaggerate anything. What? Throw it down. Father, we don't have to lie about anything. We walk in spirit and in truth. We're walking because of you. We're talking because of you. We're living and breathing because of you. We say yes because of the love that you first love us with, that we love back to you, and you give it back to us in a greater measure. 
So we lie to our neighbors. We lie to you. We cast that down. Father, we give you our anger. Things that happen to cause us to be shortly tempered. We so quick to snap. So quick to jump to an offense to defend. So quick to be offended. So quick to shut down. So quick to shut up. We cast that down. Now imagine being in a session and everybody just casting things down. Just casting things down. I'm going to cast down watching these sex flicks. I'm going I'm to I'm cast that down. Okay, okay, go ahead. And no one is like, you understand. Oh, you was watching sex movies? No, none of that. We catching it down. And once it's down, that's it. Let me cast down eye candy for us who have eye candy. Let me cast down being flirtatious for those who are flirtatious. Let's cast that down. Let's cast down going out here looking, trying to make it happen. Where's these dating sites? I'm going to go in there right now. Let me go to the bars. Let me let me go around, around town where people be so I can be noticed. Let's cast that down. Let's cast down having a victimized mentality. Everybody always saying something about me and mine. People always got something to say. They don't even know for real. They don't know. They exaggerate and they're assuming. Let's cast that down. Let's cast down any hurt, any pain due to being taken advantage of. You know, to be betrayed, it can really put a damper on our trust regarding anybody. We think that people are talking about us who's not. You ever walk, you know, into a room and you felt that feeling like, okay, everybody here, I'm walking in, people are talking, let me sit down. You know that feeling you get when you walk in the room and everybody already in there, you know, and you just getting there and not being late, but I mean, you just walking in the, in the midst of a crowd and you like, okay, let me ever sit down. I don't want the spotlight on me. Everybody don't look at me all at once. That type of feeling. I cast down even a feeling when someone asks us an opinion about what we believe in and who we are as a living word of God. And because many people are around, we don't want to lift up our hands or even on a Zoom call, we don't want to raise our hand because we're thinking that, you know, we might not answer correctly, but we know the correct answer. Let's cast that down. <laughs> Be the one that's t- that says it all. Let them tell you, okay, we're going to ask somebody else. Okay, be that person. Not saying that you know it all, but be that person that's not, you know, being afraid at all. You understand? Because you know that you are above all anything that calls you not to be afraid. Let's cast that down. Let's cast down being impatient. Always want things when we want it. Even when we're in a grocery store, hurry up. Come on now. Got like 15 things. Only got one can of soda. Come on now. Even when it comes to just having a whole store hostess. Oh, here goes. We got somebody. Why we got somebody? Why we got to set the table with somebody with an attitude? You didn't get no tip from me. I'm telling you that right now. Not enough salt. Here, take it. You didn't blow in my straw correctly. The bubbles are not fine. Take it back, please. You missed a crisp on the edge of the steak. Go take it back. I said 16 pieces of onion. There's only 14 and a half. You understand? Stuff like that. Let's throw it down. <laughs> Let's throw it down, you know. Letting things escalate, holding things in and letting it pile up till it become escalated. And we just go off on people that don't even have nothing to do with it. Let's cast that down. God says, stay right here in the area of betrayal, okay? Stay in betrayal. Many of us have been betrayed. 
Many of us have been betrayed. A lot of a lot of alarms I gotta take off. <laughs> Many of us have been betrayed. Many of us have been betrayed by those who are close. And betrayal can come in any way, shape, or form. It's not always a horror scene. It's not always an obsession. It's not always out of jealousy or envy. Betrayal could come from just lying. It could come from just denying. It could come from just screaming a phone call. I needed you and you right there looking at the phone and not deciding to answer. Betrayal means to just deny someone the affection, to deny someone the truth, to deny someone, you understand, who they are, to deny someone what they can do. To release, you know, bitterness amongst someone for whatever reason. Not telling the truth behind someone's back is just doing anything that can offend someone in their face, but done behind their back. That's betrayal. It may describe it as a knife in the back. You can imagine how our Lord and Savior felt. When he say, ah, betrayal with a kiss? That's your disguise of betraying me, Judas, is to kiss me? And I'm the one who taught you about a holy kiss? And yet you're going to use a kiss to betray me? You're going to use a form of affection to deceive? Because you're deceived? Can you imagine how Judas felt when he said, ah, betrayal with a kiss? He didn't know Christ was going to call him out on it. But he already called him out on it at the table. And he still got up and went. I believe there's a lot more to each testimony, but it's not all to be documented in that book. Because I can imagine what Peter felt. When Christ said, okay, Peter, you know, when the crow, when the crow you understand, when it cocked three times, you're going to, I mean, when it cocked, you're going to deny me three times, Peter. I can imagine what Peter had to say after that, but it's not documented. Because it's getting straight to the point. Okay, there goes the, the hours leading up to the betrayal. It's like get to the points, you know, pinpoint every point. Now, God said regarding betrayal, if we don't want it back in return, we cannot do it. Let's not ditch out what we don't want. Let's throw that down. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to talk about you disrespectfully. I'm not going to even bring you up in, as a discussion if you're not around negatively. I'm not going to do that at all negatively. But we will talk about each other, you know, positively. So gracious, so glad to see what God is doing in your life. And we can't keep good news inside. God has shown me a pretzel. You understand? How it's twisted together. One roll of dough can twist together like that. One body could come together just like that. As a body of believers. 
What are some things that you want to cast down right now? What are some things that you want to cast down right now? And I mean, this time, when you cast them down, they stay down. You know what you do. You know how you feel. You know about your attitude. You know all about you. The old and the new. Same goes for me. So you know what you have to do right now. No more of that. Don't you want your miracles? Don't you want to see more signs regarding your miracles? Don't you want clarification as to where God is moving in your life? And the lives of those who are around you. We say we love family all the time. You better not mess with my family. My family this, But we always come together when it seems to be something negative. But when it's something positive, we want to separate ourselves. I don't have time for that. But we have time to come together trying to jump somebody without conversations. Try to team up on people. Who messing with my nephew? Who messing with my niece? Who messing with my grandchild? Who messing with my daughter? Who messing with my son? Who messing with my dog? That dog, try, that dog better get away from my dog. Kick that dog in the face. That's with my little dog. Who messing with my child? Who messing with my grandfather? Who messing with my mother? Yeah, okay. We'll call everybody for that. Who? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, let's go. Let's meet up. Let's meet up. We can meet up for something like that. But cannot meet up to confess our faults, to not behave like that. It feels so good to get all the women and not just, oh, we look so beautiful outside. No, the beauty starts within, ladies. How am I going to look beautiful on the outside or even feel beautiful on the outside if I don't feel and look that way in? Whatever, man. I don't care what kind of outfit look good. I'm not going to feel that way on the outside if I don't feel that way within. I'm just covering up for you to see me in a way that I want to see myself, but I'm not because I'm not letting it out of me. Ooh. Don't ask me where ooh came from. Well, I know, but you know, I look here. God, it is what it is. I don't know. It's God. You understand? Just don't mimic me with that. Ah, what a game to play with everybody. Let's play charades. Who is this, y'all? God. That's a funny game. If we play it correctly, you understand. Hallelujah. And when the men get together, it's about getting on the inside and not having them to see themselves on the outside. That's why we have a lot of marriage sessions and it just feel good on the outside. But days later, it's going to go back the way it was. You know why? 
because we have to get that out from within. We can't get it out from within on the outside. That to come out from within. That stuff had to be uprooted. Why do we argue, sweetheart? Why do you hold things from me? Why do I talk about what goes on in my home to my girls? Why do I think it's okay for us married women to sit and talk because we're married? We can do that, but I can't do it around no single woman though. Why do we think it's okay? The reason for married folks to be around married folks is not for reasons of insecurity and issues. No, it's because we can relate because we're married. It's not for, oh, because you're single, there's a chance that, you know, my husband may look at you or my wife may look at you. That is not the reason why we come together as married folk. Only married folk with married folk. Because I don't want nobody single around mine. That's definitely not the reason. So let's deal with that within right now. Why are we insecure? A lot of betrayal comes from insecurity. Why are we insecure? How can we talk about insecurity and be insecure? How can I teach or preach insecurity out of you and I'm insecure? No, I can only preach how God used me because I'm free from insecurity. Come on. I'm telling the truth and shaming the devil. Hallelujah. There are so many layers to insecurity, self-esteem, confidence, capabilities, being persuaded about who we are, a sense of self. We can't do nothing without having a sense of self. Working with young children, that's the first thing that they have to learn. So what we do is get mirrors, let them see themselves. Some didn't know it was them until they move and, you know, their reflection goes everywhere that they, they're like, oh, this got to be me. Let me lift up my hand. If you sit and watch a child in a mirror, their first time seeing their own, you know, self, even their reflection in the sun outside, whatever, some kids run from it. I mean, I observed so much. I know you do too, but a child, a baby, look at themselves in a mirror and they, the first thing they do is move to see if it moves with them. And when they see that everything happens when they do it, you know, coming back at them, this gotta be me. So they start trying to do what? Touch the mirror. Oh, I'm seeing me reach out and touch because that's what I'm doing. That's me. They are discovering a sense of self. They see how they look, how they move. They start giggling. Some start crying. Even when it comes to looking at their own hands, their own toes. Looking at their eyes, their features, their hair. This is me. All these things I see identify me as a description of me. 
And that's why God say be childlike because children are filled with what? Discovery. I think it's so amazing to teach a child to self-soothe, but not in a sense of, okay, I need a break from you. So I'm teaching you how to sit down and get out of my way, get out of here. Not running around tearing up stuff. Stay right in that playpen. You sense yourself yourself. <laughs> Stay in that crib, cry it out until you fall asleep. Sense yourself. I don't feel like keeping holding your time you cry. That's not letting them have sense of self regarding self-soothe because it's about us. We're trying to soothe ourselves by having them to learn what to do. That's not self-soothe. Self-soothe is I'm going to put you down and I'm going to pick you up when I'm ready. It's eye-to-eye communication. And trust me, they understand due to body language because they can't comprehend every word yet. But if they hear it repeatedly, they'll get it. They know no means don't do. Because every time you say no, you're not looking happy with it. Your face is straight. Your facial expression means what you say. No. Uh-uh. Don't touch that. Don't run. Walk. Walking feet. Stop. No. They know, okay, that means don't do. When we say, good job. I'm proud of you. Oh, wow. Okay, so keep doing that. Because of the reaction that they're getting. They're learning. A sense of self is, I'm going to do this and you're going to do that. I'm not going to hold you all day because you're fine. You have this, you have books, you have toys, you have crayons, you have cartoons. You have a lot of things to engage with. You do not need to be in my arms. I will pick you up when I'm ready. I'm putting you down now. Now it's time to take a nap. You're going to be fine. I'm going to come back. I'm going to pick you up when you're up. And you know what's so amazing? Me working with children, infants like that, they will sit and wait until I get their bodies together. Now, ah, 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 I'm dying. Hurry up. Ah, ah. No, they're waiting patiently. I'm, I'm starving, but I'm waiting because I learned that you're going to come and give me what I need because they built what? Trust. You understand? That's why it's not okay to lie to our kids or bribe our kids and lie about it. Because guess what? It has them not to believe us. Look, you be good. We're going to the store. I'll get you a toy. Okay. Going to the, we go to the store now? I'm just saying that. Sit down. We got enough toys. Let me hear that. You said, okay, I know what I said. Sit down. You say you hear that? You hear me say that? And kids are like, darn, they feel let down. So now I know when you say things that you're not going to do it all the time. That's why it's best to say, you know what? We'll see. We'll see. But you're going to behave whether you go to the store or not. But sometimes it's great to say, we'll see. If you're not sure. Don't give a sure yes if you're not sure. 
Because kids can feel very, how many times we've been disappointed? This went a whole other direction. How many times we we felt disappointed? I'm going to tell my mother the day. We're kids. We got all kinds of animals in our house, but we really wanted a monkey. We got puppies. We have a dog. We have turtles, snakes, birds, frogs. We want a monkey. I wanted a monkey. My brother wanted a monkey. Okay, you guys clean up your... And I wanted a rabbit. Now, the first thing I wanted was a monkey. Okay, y'all clean up y'all rooms for a whole month. You're going to get a monkey. All right. We clean up our rooms, get everything from under the bed. And we said, hide under the bed. Whole room look good. So you look under that bed. That's where everything is, under the bed. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, God. And we got everything from under our beds. <laughs> we kept our rooms clean. Did everything like she said. We getting clothes. We making clothes. For, and my sister, she just rained on our parade. Y'all not getting no monkey. Y'all tripping. You think she's going to get y'all a monkey? She's going to get us a monkey. You betcha. <laughs> you better start watching all that Barney. <laughs> watching all that Sesame Street. You betcha. Yeah, okay, bet this. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. She was kind of cruel, but not cruel. She was just letting us know. That's not happening, y'all. That's it is. Watch. Watch. We making clothes. We got a name for the monkey and everything. Then all of a sudden, there goes the month. Mom, she's going to bring it home today. Oh, my gosh. She's bringing home monkey. Oh, told you, told you. Nah, 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 nah. She, yeah, okay. Wait to see when she get home. See if she got a monkey. I got to see this. When she put up in a car. She came out without a monkey. Mom, where's the monkey? I don't want to hear about no daggone monkey. I lied. I just want you to keep your rooms clean. What happened to the monkey? We ain't hear none of that. What a monkey? Did you hear me say I lied? Now go in your room. Oh, we were so disappointed. Me and my little brother, we just went from, you know, sky to just ground. Here go my sister. She ain't want to say anything because she ain't always going to react like that. She was like looking like, I told y'all, but she ain't going to say it. But she probably was afraid of getting jumped. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so disappointed in my life. So I started thinking, okay, if you say something, then you're not going to mean it all the time. I don't want that for me and my kids. Me and my family, my walk. And I threw that down. Because what I say, it has to be. If I'm not sure, I'm not sure. I don't give a quick yes and then things can happen. I'm like, oh, I got to reschedule. But you said no more of that. No more of that. I will be considered as faithful of showing up places that I'm invited to or have to attend to. If I say I'm doing something, you know I'm going to be there. I'm going to do it because you are aware that I don't break my word. And some kids be so disappointed to the point they got so smart. Will, are you going to do it today? Are you sure? Do you promise? Because many times we said and we didn't do. So let's throw that down. If any of you hurt for anything about anything... Just let that, let it go, put it down. Today is a new day to say, you know what? 
Brano. We can spend time with people all the time and our minds be somewhere else. Let's throw that down. You ever felt that feeling like you want a better life, a better family, a better spouse? Love the one you have, but in a better version? All because of what we see in others when God said, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, nor thy neighbor's wife. Thy neighbor's anything. He said, anything within thy neighbor. It doesn't make sense to just pick one day out of the week and rest and have it to be holy. And the other six days, I'm just, you know, being whatever, acting however. Not even the way I'm a whosoever. It don't make sense to give a message that I don't apply to my life. Do you know he deal with me with, with it first? It's nothing like when we say, Father, bid unto me and really mean that thing. And really mean it. God say, share this with you guys. Okay. God give me a dream. I was in this huge field, nothing but a grassland. And I love grasslands. I love big fields, a lot of land. I go on YouTube and just look up different flower fields, different grass fields, different valleys all around the world. And they are so, oh my goodness. Woo, I could cry thinking about it. Different valleys. Oh, they're so beautiful. And one of the most beautiful valleys I've ever seen, they are mostly in like Scotland and you understand England. And oh God, look at the grass line. Wow. Jesus. There are over hundreds of thousands of islands. Places that we've never even been. No one ever been yet. Some of the islands, it just takes a helicopter to go over it and just capture a picture because it's like there's nobody else there. There's, you know, no place to be stationed there. There are no homes. There's no nothing. It's just the island and land and, you know, rocks and, you know. There is a, a body of water that's it's like a turquoise, a dark turquoise, like a milky turquoise. And look it up. That body of water, I don't know if it's an island or a river or whatever. Woo! It, not too many people have been there. It's like, whoa, look at this water. My God. Jesus. But go to the subject. I mean, get back to the subject. Um, I was in this grassland and this angel was singing very loud. And I was like, oh, is that you sounding like that? And the angel was like, yeah, that's me. And I was like, wow, come here. The angel said, no, I can't come near you. What's in you is too overwhelming for me to touch. I can't take it. I can't take what's in you. And I didn't really like that. I was like, so why are you running away from me? Because the angel, she was backing up. Why are you backing up for me? So I started running towards the angel. I charged her and I grabbed her. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I told you. If you touch me, it's going to be too overwhelming for me. What you're currying is too great. It's too overwhelmingly great for me. And all of a sudden, she took me into this house, which appeared to be my house. My son was going with his dad for the weekend. And here I am. Well, here I was 
with this three-year-old little boy. She took me to this place. In the future, this three-year-old little boy had on underwear and a t-shirt. And that's all he had on. And he kept trying to squirm away from me. To run downstairs, out the door, outside. And I was so scared. I kept running after this kid. Why you keep doing this? I was worried. And it brought me to the testimony of Christ. When Mary and Joseph were looking for him. And when they found him in the temple. Did you not know? Did you forget about my father's business? And they're like, wait a second, Jesus. I get it. You our Lord. I get it. But God has chosen us to be responsible for you. God could have chosen another woman. He could have chosen another man to help raise you. But he chose us. We're responsible for you. You can't just run away and just walk off with us and we not know where you are. You have to go according to your own law. Honor thy father and thy mother. You can imagine that having Christ in the house. Even, you know, Murray and Joseph had other children. You know, he had a sister and, you know, some natural brothers. And you can imagine that me didn't believe that he was Messiah because me didn't believe that Murray was current Messiah. They gave her a hard time. No, you just, you know, you slept around and then get married to him and he, you know, don't want to leave you. But, you know, you really, you know, fornicated because he didn't get you pregnant. She had a lot of that going on. That's why she depart, departed, excuse me, and went with Elizabeth to get away from all the noise. And guess what? John and Jesus both leaped in both of their wombs. We know the story. But imagine having Jesus as, you know, your responsibility in the house. Imagine how his brothers naturally had to feel. You are a Messiah, but you here in the form of being our brother. Naturally. You know, we, you know, we got we taking up for you because people, you know, talking about you, denying you, who you are. Even when he's going to school, you know, he went to school. Imagine that for a lifestyle. They go, they go, Jesus, y'all. <laughs> yeah, okay. Or for those who did believe, the attention that he got. Imagine the tension at home. They didn't argue with him. They didn't fuss and fight with him. How can we? They probably didn't even sleep barely. They watching him at the table eating supper with Jesus. And he's a kid. In the form of a kid. So here goes this kid, three years old. And I was scared. I was like, please don't leave me like this. I was crying. I was weeping. This angel was showing me this. And this kid was not listening to that. It was squirming. He was squirming away. It was like this child was like a baby Tarzan, a 007, uh, whatever you want to call it. Like I'm on a mission and I could not be stopped. Yes, when I want to be held, I be held. When I want to eat, I want to eat. When I want to do things, I will. But when I hear God give me instructions, I got to go. I'm telling you, mom, I got to go. I'm telling you so you can come with me. I can't go by myself. I'm just a kid. And the angels let me know, three years old, these things are going to start happening. You can't just be like, you know, go to watch cartoons. No, I can't. I got to go. Where do you think you're going? You can't drive. It doesn't matter. I got to go. Having a personality like that at three. And it scared me in that dream. Who are you? And why are you like this? Come here, let me hug you. Come here, mommy loves you. I understand that. Let me go, please. I got to go. God is calling me. 
I have to obey his voice. I know you love me. But he is love for me. I got to listen to him. And I'm like, where would God call a three-year-old to go? It doesn't matter. God was showing me ahead of time. When God asks us to do anything, we must obey. And many of us think because our children are young and small that, you know, they don't really know any better. No, wisdom don't come with age. Wisdom comes from God. And we don't become, you know, who we are. We born that way. And this kid was born to know, I know who I am and no one going to stop me. And don't even think you could try to, you understand, retain him or contain him or anything. No. This little kid know how to get out of anything. And I mean like squirm his way out. And why would you want to? Why would anyone want to hold a child down on a mission? God was pretty much using that angel to tell me. Support that child. When that child on the move, you'll be right there on the move with that child. Because it's greater coming out of you. Look how great you are coming out of the one who's giving birth to you. It gets greater with generations. And I'm like, you're just three. You don't want to watch cartoons? Cartoons? I'm on a mission, mom. And you imagine that. Your child, like, you know, you ready to go? Ready to go. Where we going? So God let me know that don't be afraid. He's not going to, you know, have this child move out of order because God moves in busy and in order. He's not going to have this child disappear and run away or just walk off without no one knowing. No, the child let you know, okay, I, I got to go right now. Or I have to do this right now. Okay, come on, let's go. Let's do this. It's like that's how I am as mothers are on a, you know, field supporting their football players. That's how it is for me as many of us mothers are on the bleachers cheering our child on when they're playing softball, playing soccer, you know, even at a swim meet, you know, understand, no matter what it is, a track meet, a cheating a competition, it doesn't matter, a spelling bee, does it matter? This is what it is for me. I have to support my kid this way. That is like me being on the bleachers. I have to go, okay, let me get my things, let's go. You understand? And it scared me. And some things God had to tell us ahead of time to prepare us because there is no excuse when that time comes for us to say we don't know. That's why we fully equipped. This child is not like anything I have, anyone I've ever seen in my life. And it scared me. You're just a kid, but you're a kid that's called. And you're aware of your identity. And this child's personality is very, very strong. He's not disrespectful. He's not rude. He just know who he is. And he would not be sat down or shut up. It's like, I know who I am. Are you coming, mom? I got to go. I want you to, but if you're not, I can't stop because you don't want me to. I got to go. Now, you imagine your three-year-old saying something like that. I got to go. That's why we cannot try to, you understand, detain our children in the presence of other people. Sometimes we get so nervous because we're afraid of what we might do, how we're going to react because how somebody come at our children. They don't mean shut our kids up. No, our kids are here to shut the devil up, 
They're here to shift the atmosphere. So what if your child stand out? Your child standing out to get other child, other children, ooh, other adults to stand up. Your child stand out so others can stand up. Ooh. That's the thing. We try to have our children to be like everybody else. You have to be normal, kid. Won't you talk like everybody else? Won't you read or dress or take care of yourself? You just sloppy. You just you don't care. No, they care about things that should care for. Mm. Ooh, they don't care about the things that we need to cast down. They don't care about popularity. They don't care about looking fresh. They don't care about looking so ever clean. They don't care about being the latest of anything. They don't care. They care about what's on the inside. Got to come out. And they're going to keep reminding us, I'm different. And we can't keep reminding them, no, you're not. No, their word going to supersede our word because they're after us. Our center became their floor. Let them walk. We paved the way. Like somebody paved the way for us. You want some real truth? It's supposed to be passed down, generation upon generation. It shouldn't skip. But many of it skip because people are not paying attention. There's no way it should go for my grandfather to me to preach. And there are like eight, nine people, you know, before me. That let you know. It's not just me called to preach. We all called to preach, but in different ways. But there's no way that I'm the one touched after him. No. Where happened to the others? That goes down to me. Not in position. That's exactly what it means. I'm, I'm going to tell the truth and shame the devil. You better turn on somebody. What are we saying? God's a respect of a person? That's what we pretty much saying. Oh, you have a special calling. No, it's just that I'm aware of who I am and others before me was not for those who did not know that they were called to. Come on. Come on. Come on. Now, we all have a special call upon our lives. We all obey the call. But don't think for a second, oh, it's just me. Then three generations down, there goes somebody else. No. It goes down. He says, so your children's children's children. So if I have only one child out of all, then something not right with that bitch. As for me and my house, yeah, you're grown. Yeah, but you were raised in my house. I'm not going to threaten you with no hell. I'm not going to threaten you saying that you're wrong and threaten you how you should be living. No, I'm going to love on you with the love of God. I'm going to support you with the love of God. I'm not going to give up on you. We're going to pray together. I don't care if you hungover or not. Let's get on our knees and pray. You know who God is. I don't care if you're stumbling. How are we? I don't care if you had three guns in your pocket. Let us pray. You understand? Never give up on your kid. Many of us think, oh, when our kids are 18, our work is done. No, we will always be a mother. We will always be a father. That will never, ever change. Even in heaven, you still have a child. Who do you think that child will be recognized as in the kingdom? A stranger? No, your kid, my kid. Do you think they're going to be a child here and not a child of ours there? And God say, on earth as it is? Ooh. We're always going to be a parent. We just say our work is done, man. To us, the hard part, feeding you and clothing you and taking care of you. Now you're on your own. Go ahead. But to God, that's a pleasure. See, when we do it, it's frustrating. But when God teaches us how to do it, it's our pleasure. Because we what? Blessed beyond what measure? Hallelujah. You felt that hallelujah. 
You understand? Sometimes so quick to say, you know what? Go ahead, please. Eat up everything. Just, you know, don't want to bathe as much. And, you know, your room stink and all kinds of things we say. Father, help us. As you already helped us. For us to be aware of the help that we already provided with. To be the person we need to be for our children while they're here. Because kids can feel when we don't want to be bothered. Kids can feel when we don't like. Kids can feel when we feel like, you know what? You're eating too much. You don't look good. You don't smell good. You don't act right. Kids can feel that coming from us. And they do not like that feeling. Just like we didn't. When we get around people that talk about other people. When we kids hearing adult conversations. And we like, I know they talk about me. So let's throw all these things down. Hallelujah. Because that child in that dream scared me. That child was very polite. Very well mannered. But just like, you know what? I'm about my father's business. Mom, I want you to come. And God have only me in that dream because I'm the one to carry around. See, God would have, you know, the fathers to know, the husbands to know things. Because a man that found a wife, yeah, I'm going to let you know who your wife is. I'm going to leave you. When it comes to us carrying the promises, carrying the children, God comes to us about what's to come. Come to the men too, but mostly us because we're carrying it around. So we know what to prepare for. We know what to look out for as a mother. We know how to nurture. We know how to pray and we know what to pray. We know how to feed. You understand what to feed. Hallelujah. This is my time for now. Greater is he in us than he's in the world. I love you.